What up? This is Yinkadiv. Peace. This is Outlaw. And let's the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we've got a 20-year tribute where Jay-Z's sixth studio album, The Blueprint, released September 11th, 2001. Yeah. Um, that's 20 years ago today, which is crazy <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I was a first year. In college when this came out. So okay. this is uh, this is kind of like a landmark album, I think, for me personally. So tell um, us more about where were you? Sure. Well, yeah, we can get right into where I was. So this is, uh, like I said, it's first year of college, right? And okay. it's not only it's, it's the first year, but it's like it's, it's September. Okay. Which means that this kind of governs the story for the entire school year, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, school starts in August, so you get some of the singles leading up to it. Okay. And then it's just like... Yeah, your year doesn't really start in January. Your year starts in August and it ends in and then in May and June and then okay. July is just like fucking I'm chilling. Right, right. Right. So this this album really was kind of like the it, it set the tone for the entire my entire first year in college. Okay. And I think that's important too because going from high school to college is kind of like you feel like you're you're more of an adult. And mm-hmm. of course, you know, mm-hmm. the older you get, you realize it's like, yeah, I haven't been an adult yet. Some people are my age and still figuring out, man, I'm just figuring out what it's like to be an adult, right? Okay. We always had that hashtag adulting struggle shit, whatever, <laughs> right? That's where I was. My first year roommate, Joe, shout out to Joe. Shout He'll be listening Joe. to this as well. Um, he was from New York. He was from Kanasi. Kanasi. Yeah, he was from Kanasi. <laughs> and he he was doing, I think it was like MIRC. Or Is something. Joe West in there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you got to be West Indian to come from Canarsie, right? He, uh, it's like all West Indians out there. His folks, they're from Grenada. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, what's yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And so um, he had some program that like, he was like download a lot, downloading a lot of music. And he mm-hmm. did this at a time like before BitTorrents, I think. Like I think Soul it, Seek and all of them, them joints. It, it was something like that. Yeah. It took him, I think... It might have taken him like two days to download this, and then when he finally did, we just we just sat and listened to it, and I'll, I'll get to my more my, my reception to that. The Winamp days, uh, yeah, yeah, Winamp for sure. <laughs> um, but I'm meeting like I'm meeting a bunch of New Yorkers, and like everything is new, so it's like you you know you feel like you got all this experience from high school, and then you go into a new environment, and there's all these beautiful people around there because uh, there was a lot of lot of bad joints at UVA, at least I felt so at the time. Facts. And so, um, yeah, there's just like a, you're getting a lot of new, you're getting a lot of new cultures. It's just mm. a new atmosphere. It's a new environment. You're away from your parents. And so that's where I am. Musically, where I am at this point is that I like Jay-Z. I like, I like some of the hot stuff. I also like his more, his, his, his deeper cuts, his more real cuts. Mm. I'm really into the roots, most deaf. Still mm. like Wu-Tang. Love Supreme Clientele, though I realize that like Wu-Tang has kind of fallen off. Mm. Um, I'm just now starting to like my senior year in high school. I was starting to get to like James Brown, Al Green, okay, you know th- that type of sound. And I'm just now starting to get into Miles Davis because uh, the Finding Forrester movie had a whole bunch of like Miles Davis uh, records on on that soundtrack, and I okay. like some of them. So I'm just listening to that. Slowly starting to flirt with the idea of like you know doing beats and this, that, and the other. But um, that's kind of where I am with this came out. What about you? Mar- uh, I was in Belgium. Um, I remember, you know, again, and we kind of haven't set the set the tone, but um, you know, this album came out on September 11th, the September right. 11th of yeah. America. Um, and you know, my September 11th story is is very different from everybody else that yeah. I know, just because I wasn't in America. Right. So like, you know, the same. I, I mean, we kind of I had the same. Oh my God! But it yeah. was it was it was different. It was at a different time of the day because I was in Europe and right. not in America. And um, 
I was far away. So like the fear that everybody had of like, oh my God, like we've been attacked yeah. felt different for me. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I just, I really, really remember this day um, because Jay-Z, um, the blueprint came out and I think Ghetto Fabulous by, by Fab came out. Uh, it's Fabulous. around this time, yeah. I think, I think it was the same day. It might've been the same yeah, day. Yeah, because, because I, was a, I was a big fan of, of both, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so was anticipating the releases of both of those. September 11th happened, um, you know, it was my senior year of high school, yeah. um, like right at the beginning of the, right. of the semester. Uh, and so, you know, I, I just remember like them. So it happened, it happened as I was coming home from school. Mm. And the reason I remember that is because my brother had a friend named Steve. Shout out to Steve. It was like my brother's best friend. And Steve had a very vivid imagination. And Steve really, really enjoyed movies. He was he okay. was my brother's movie friend. All right. So he would always try to get my brother, yo, let's go to the movies. And I mean, there's not a lot of shit that you can do when you're a kid, right? Yeah. But like, go to the movies, go to the of mall, course. right? So, you know, so he would always try to get my brother to go to the movies. And so he called my brother on this day and he's telling my brother, he's, he's narrating... On on television, he's seeing the first tower yeah. hit, and he's he's telling my brother what he's seeing on television. Oh my God, can you believe this? Blah 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 blah. blah. And he's his his just his mouth is just running, and I'm hearing this because I'm next to my brother, and I'm thinking he's telling my brother about a movie. Yeah. So I'm just like, yo, like you know, and he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, and blah 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 blah. You got to turn on the TV, <laughs> right? And and so I'm just I'm like, me and my brother looking at each other like, why is he yeah. just going on and on? I, sh and on? I shouldn't be laughing. It was a very dark day, but it's, <laughs> it, it's, yeah. yeah. And so I can and, see the story. And so it's like you got you got to turn on the TV. You got to turn on the TV. So yeah. my brother turns on the TV as we're listening to him tell us about this movie, mm -hmm. and he he turns on the the television as the second the second uh, it goes into the second tower. Yeah. So like, you know, we turn on CNN or BBC, whichever one it was, and and we see that happen like live. And this is after school for us. Yeah. And it was just like, oh my God, like this is happening in real life, yeah. you know? And so I say all that to say, like, we weren't thinking about this album anymore. We weren't gotcha. thinking about any albums anymore. Like it was, this happened. Um, they sent out a, a messaging to all of the American schools and the international schools and was like, yo, all y'all stay home. Um, you know, that we were getting bomb threats, yeah, all the anthrax, embassies, anthrax threats, yeah. anthrax, uh, the, the, the embassies, all the embassies had mm -hmm. gotten, gotten phone calls like, yo, there's bomb threats that there's going to be more attacks like this outside of America, yeah. but on like American bases and things like that. So, so, you know, like they, they shut everything down. Um, and so like, I, obviously I didn't hear this album on the mm -hmm. day that it came out. Cause that was everything that we were thinking about. Um, but, you know, as far as the things that I was listening to and, and you know, kind of what the atmosphere was, um, I think I spoke a lot about um, on, on the, the Dynasty episode about how I Just Want to Love You was a, was a record that was yeah. ginormous. Yeah. Um, and it was so big that it had permeated it these, right, these international circles. Mm -hmm. So so everybody wanted to know what Jay-Z was going to do yeah. because Jay-Z's song was literally the soundtrack to our whole previous year. Right. So it was like, yo, Jay-Z's coming out with something new. Um, Izzo hits, yeah, and and it was everywhere. I hated that song when it first I hated came out. It too. I, I, I and, and it's weird because I like it now. I kind of do too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I hated it. Um, and I and I hated it for a couple of reasons. Um, I wish it was corny, yo. You know, I thought it was corny. Um, I thought it was a little obvious, like a little on the nose. The 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 Michael Jackson "I Want You Back" mm -hmm. sample. Um, and the Izzo thing soft. was corny. Weird. The Izzo yeah. thing was corny. Yeah. Like and. And I, I hated it, I think, also because, you know, to set where I was, I was this black American kid in this private school for the first time. So I was 
very much different from the other kids that I went to school with and kind of rebellious and, you know, uh, just didn't want to be a part of everything. And man, these white kids fucking loved Izzo. It was just, they were like, oh, Izzle, Kizzle, Snoop Dogg, we love the West Coast. Aren't you from LA? You know, like, uh, it just, ugh. I hated everything about what that did in terms of the cultural moment of Izzo. But that song was everywhere. Yeah. So when his, when his album came out, we were clearly trying to see what Jay-Z was going to do. It was all eyes on Jay-Z. Yeah. Um, and I think... You know, s- kind of similar actually, where I was. Now, I-, I can't speak for, and this is why I- I'm gonna need your context and the context of the folks that you spoke to from New York. But, you know, similar to the dynasty where I was, H to the Izzo was ginormous. Like, there were a couple records on here that were ginormous. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the album, while it was playing in the background, people weren't talking about the album. They were talking about Izzo and they were talking about Jay Z's court case and they were talking about all of the things around the album more so yeah. than the actual contents of the album. So that's where I was. So real quick, to address the actual 9-11 date, mm-hmm. one of the, it's, it's really interesting because for the longest time, I didn't actually associate this album with 9-11. Yeah. And the reason why is because the first time I heard, like these are two very separate, separate things for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to this album on 9-11. I heard this album right. like two weeks before it came out. Because oh, exactly. you got the leak. Okay. Right. So that's got what, it. Got it. Because my roommate, Joe, got right, it. downloaded it in advance. Okay. So we okay. had been like, once we got to school, which was like like the the either the last week in August or the week before that, right? Right, right. We, he pretty much got it within like a couple a couple days or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we had been listening to it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> another, another like, just, just to kind of set the tone of like where this, when this is happening, right? Okay. Aaliyah had also died like that, like in, in August. In fact, I, I remember where I was when Aaliyah died. Me I was too. in, um, I was at, uh, we were some, some, some uh, e-school, I forgot what it was. Some not a East school's engineering school at UVA for right. For Some orientation type of thing. It, okay. it wasn't that, but it yeah, was. Yeah. It was something like, "Hey, meet this, meet this dean here, whatever." Right. And then um, Nick Staples. I'm not sure if you ever met Nick. Yeah, Staples. Yeah, I know yeah, Nick. yeah, yeah. Nick Staples, like, is all is black engineering students. All of them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. deadpan. He's like, "Yo, Leah just died." And we're like, "The fuck?" <laughs> he said it just like that. That's crazy. He's like, "Yo, I'm." Like Aaliyah just died in a plane crash. He's like, we're like, what? You're joking. We pull it up. I don't know I don't how know. we pulled it up because it must have been on a computer or something. Yeah, you must not have like gone it was into the computer lab or something, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know how. I remember where we were. I don't know how we looked this up. Okay. Because I don't think, I don't think our smartphones had that capability. Yeah, yet. I don't think we had data yet. Uh, yeah, but nevertheless, like we found out, we it was verified. It's like, yo, no, look, Aaliyah just died, right? Wow. So like, so so anyway. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of like a, a, I guess, a mood setter for yeah. you know things that are going on like when I'm entering campus. Mm-hmm. The actual nine eleven day itself, like, it's weird. January sixth of this year, mm-hmm. I'm at work doing my work. Wake up, normal day. See Trump on the news, whatever this, that, and the other. It's like ah, they're going down to the Capitol. And right. like as I'm working, people are like, oh hey, you know, uh, they 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 busted the gates down at the Capitol. They're actually going up to the steps. Right. Oh hey, like they broke through, like. They're going up the steps. It's like, oh, really? And then I start, I put on the news and it's like, yo, I'm watching a shit unfold. That's <laughs> right. not what happened 9-11. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we were doing the previous night. It's college. So oh, we probably got faded. up 3, 4 in the morning. Mm-hmm. My RA comes banging on the door. Jared, that was his name. Jared mm-hmm. Lee Conway comes banging on the door. Open up the door. Mm-hmm. 
he's like, yo, um, they just attacked the towers and they attacked the Pentagon. Mm. Um, and I'm like, wait, what? Like they attacked the Pentagon because for me, like I've grown up mm. with the Pentagon. I'm not thinking about the towers. Right. Joe, my roommate, is growing up the growing up at the towers. Right. And he's right, thinking right. about all this shit. So anyway, that's kind of where I was. But yeah, like yeah. we had listened to this album way before that. Okay. It was funny because the 9-11 news hit. And then it was like, oh yeah, by the way, Jay-Z had this album come out. But right, we had right. already been listening to it. Got you. You know okay. what I mean? So yeah, it's just kind of like a weird thing thinking about it now mm-hmm. and of course as the years have gone on it's like oh yeah blueprint dropped when the night yeah. when, the, when the towers fell but i'm like we were on blueprint like way before that so yeah you know i think i think it's important right like from the perspective of like jay-z who decidedly positions himself as you know king of new york and this new york artist he dropped you know his album on september 11th if i remember correctly i think he was actually supposed to drop on like september 18th Oh, was and it? um and because of leaks and like bootleggers, yeah, 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 yeah. they they bumped it up. Yeah, right. I mean, obviously y'all y'all was part of the bootleggers, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, exactly. but so they bumped they bumped the the date up, and you know he like decidedly like rocked. And I mean, obviously, I think like this album went platinum. You know, it was, it was uh, very it successful. Boom. So yeah, I, so in fact, it went. If I according to the wiki, I think it sold. It went almost gold its first week, despite the nine eleven right, attacks. Right. So exactly. So I think like that's definitely like a notch on on his belt. You know, yeah. to say that hey. I still dropped on one of the worst tragedies of, you know, American history mm. and people still went out and caught my shit. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and just so our listeners are clear, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, we don't take that day lightly, but you know, it's, it's 20 years from now. I personally mm. don't know anyone who was in, involved in or who, who lost their life that day. Rest in peace to, to the folks that, that, you know, lost their lives that day and, and to the folks that were, you know, impacted by it. And we're definitely mm. not trying to make light of the situation at all. Just trying to contextualize this mm. album. And I think, you know, I think, like you said, we're at a point where we're, we're 20 years removed. And so mm. a lot of times we, we, we kind of don't think about that in in terms of the time capsule of this album but it really is everything to like the time Uh, obviously september 11th 2001 is a very important date in american history right so So, well getting on to the album itself um critical reception it looks like rolling stone gave it three and a half stars which is interesting. interesting Entertainment Weekly gave it a B minus, which is also interesting. That's interesting, but it seems like mostly good to you know good good, just generally good reviews. What, what what have you seen? So I do think that, especially the legacy of this album, um, is considered one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. Right. Um, there's an argument to be made whether or not it's Jay Z's best album. I personally think. It probably is, although I understand the arguments for reasonable doubt. I think that album is actually a little bit more cohesive, but mm-hmm. these songs are just the, yeah. the good songs on here, in my opinion, are just better. They just they just sound better. But I think I think though, let's not gloss over the critical acclaim at the time. Sure, I think that well, the I critical think that, acclaim at the time, this album was 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 really really well received. I read a lot of articles because I because I, I tried to read what the critics were saying leading up to this um and and at the time and I don't know if it was the the blowover of 911 or mm. what but a lot of critics had very very safe ratings. A lot of critics said like, "Oh yeah, this is good." I read one and I want to say it might have been the Rolling Stone article. Uh, I read one earlier today um and the the critic basically said 
that they felt as though Jay-Z was was too safe on the album mm. and that, you know, he didn't take enough risks and the album was too clean. Yeah, um, you know, true. so I mean, I, I, I do think that, you know, now in hindsight, we can all look back on this and say that this is an amazing album mm-hmm. and talk about it, you know, critically from the perspective of Kanye and Just Blaze being, you know, producers that were not super well known at the time mm-hmm. and et cetera and what it, what it meant to their legacy. But at the time, in the time capsule, I don't think that this was as beloved as we remember it. So let me just speak anecdotally mm-hmm. um, for myself and also the people that I was around, uh, particularly the New Yorkers, right? So mm-hmm. this might be kind of long, but just bear with me. So the very first night I heard this, Joe and I were kind of like, kind of meh about it. Right. I go off to class the next day. I come back and he's listening to us like, yo, like you're still listening to this? He's like, yo, honestly, I think I kind of like it. In fact, I've been listening to it more. It's just really growing on me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm continuing to listen. I'm continuing to listen. And like by like the end of September or so, I'm like, yeah, like this, this shit is this shit is dope. This shit right, is fire. Right. I think what set the tone for me so so poorly at the start was just just how much I did not like Aisha. Yeah, so. yeah. And I, you know, I can't speak for anybody else, but I don't remember that single being all that favorable because really because the, think about it. We were still playing, and, and you may not know this because you didn't come the next year, but we yeah. were still playing I Just, just Want to Love You. you. Right. We played that my entire first year. We even played that yeah, second Y'all played year, it when I was there. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no one played Ace to the Izzo after like a month or so. Yeah, that was you like the I mean? white people single. Well, I think it was our single too because that was Jay-Z's single. So it's like, oh, Jay-Z has a uh, single. We're going to play it. Okay. After that, though, the, the 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 main two songs that they were playing, they would play uh, Jigga, Jigga, That Nigga, Jigga. Mm-hmm. And the, obviously, You Don't Know. You Don't right. Know was like the huge one, right? Okay. Like that became, and I don't even think that was officially listed as a single. Let me check here. Yeah. Um, no, it's not officially listed as a single, but that became the party banger was You Don't Know. Right. And so once once it became clear that like, yes, uh, Hove, Aisha the Izzo, mm-hmm is not representative of the album and okay. you don't know is representative of the album, I think that like, it changed that's kind of when it really, it. really changed. Right. The other thing too that's important, and I spoke to one of my friends about this who wanted to feature on the podcast, mm-hmm. um, but couldn't just because, you know, scheduling things. Right. But what this album meant to, to him, we were talking about this, and what it meant to New Yorkers is that like, when volume two comes out, that kind of solidifies the idea that no, like you can't talk about who's the king of New York without mentioning Jay Z. Like that volume two put yeah. Jay Z into the top three conversation uh, uh, of just of just New York. That makes sense. And then volume three, he's still there. He's hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rock La Familia, he's still there. He's mm-hmm. hot. And now it's becoming like a debate between it's like okay, who's really better? You know, mm-hmm. uh, Jay Z and DMX had a little thing, but like it's probably Jay Z. Right. There's still Nas, right. which we're gonna get to, uh-huh. and. This is the album that people were like, no, like Jay-Z is the best. Okay. And I remember that you were saying, I think it was during one of the other, I can't remember which one it was, but you were saying that like, you think that despite the fact that Jay-Z is considered one of the goats, he never had a year when he was the guy? That sounds about right. So I'm not sure if I can say that that's true given this, given when this album, like, because I can't think of in 2001 or in 2002 or in 2003, before Get Rich or Die Trying hits, mm. where anybody else is the guy but Jay-Z. Eminem was the guy um, at this point in time, which is one of the reasons why, and we'll get to, to Renegade mm. when we talk about it, right? Why that was such a big deal. But you had okay. you had DMX, you had Nelly, Eminem, and then 50 came and just blew all that shit out the water and became the guy. So the, the thing for me is it, it also depends on 
how you define what it means to be that guy. Mm -hmm. Because the only other person who might have been considered um, the GOAT at, in, from those people that you mentioned okay. was, was, at the time, was Eminem. Mm -hmm. A lot of the praise or a lot of the people who who were were lifting Eminem to be like the goat mm -hmm. were a lot of people who who we didn't necessarily care about their opinion before Eminem came along. I don't think I that's mean. true. I, I think I think that's the, it is correct. But by the by by two thousand one, Marshall Mathers LP had come out. Yeah. There yeah. there were very many black people that were saying that Eminem was the guy. And there were also like look <laughs> Imhotep and Joe both were like, he's a fluke and he's going to fall off. And they were, and I was like, About no, Eminem? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, this is before that's... Eminem show. This is before Eminem show. They're like, look, trust me. That's an unpopular why, opinion. But they were absolutely right. And, I, and I've gone back to think about it. I was like, wow. Like when it actually started to happen, I was like, holy shit, these guys are right. So mm -hmm. nevertheless, though, okay. this is what, what Jay-Z had done, right? And this is what this album allowed him to do. Yeah. You have Blueprint come out, come out uh, this year. At some point between Blueprint 2, right, he mm -hmm. came out with the best of both worlds with R. Kelly, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Then he had um, he had a whole bunch of little little, little fry, uh, freestyles and mixtapes and things like yeah. that. And just yeah. little, like, he was popping up on New York radio and, like, he's like, yo, did you hear the newest, like, the, the, the latest Jay-Z verse? Boom, Jay-Z's coming out with this is like, a, I was on a Peter Pan bus. You was yeah. putting Peter, Peter Pan, Pan up, up in your room. Y'all fucking, fucking with whom? whom? Like, those little verses. And then he, you know, then he comes out with Blueprint 2, the S-Dark Carter collection. Like, bro, the dude was fucking running bro, this shit. You, you, you don't have to make Jay-Z's case. My, 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 my argument was a little bit more to say that Jay-Z was never clearly the guy. Like, he, he wasn't the guy where it's like... Oh man, that you can't make a case for another person. He's the guy. Like, yeah. like there was there was a one to two year period that we we've talked about on our podcast where DMX was very clearly the guy. You couldn't mention yeah. somebody else's name and go, "It's that guy." I'd say ninety eight, ninety nine, right? Yeah. So I, I I feel like in any year that you give Jay Z the 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 he was the guy. Yeah, there's someone else that has just as strong of a case. That I could sit here and try to make, and I'm not gonna sit here and try to make it. But that that yeah. that's what the argument. You is. might be able to make the case for Eminem because I think Eminem show comes out here and for, then, for this year. You're talking about yeah, because S. Dot Carter series what, wasn't that around the time that Wayne was coming up. No, S. Dot Carter up? is like 2002, 2003. It comes what? out. S. Dot Carter collection comes out. I think after it's either it's either before Blueprint oh. Two or it's after Blueprint Two, and Blueprint Two comes out in the summer of 2002. Okay, right or around around that time. Yeah, I want to say I want to say S. Dot Carter is 03. Fine. So the, so it comes out after this. Also, you also had Jay Z mm -hmm. doing the uh, the unplugged on MTV with the Roots. Yeah. Right. Well, like, I I didn't know black people that were talking about that album. My personally, like, you can make the case maybe for Eminem, especially yeah. when you have Eight Mile came off uh, yeah. come out. He falls off after that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, too. Like if there was wait, ever wait, a time wait. that Jay Z was the guy, this is this is the time. We don't have to if, argue that. I agree. Yeah, and the and the, <laughs> the the other thing too is like what this like for me when I hear that like what this album did is it like fine Nelly might have been like hot, but no one was saying that Nelly was the greatest of all time, right? Same thing when Get Rich or Die Trying comes out, nobody is saying that Fifty Cent is going to be the greatest of all time. Like mm -hmm. people, like even when Get Your Get Rich or Die Trying is out, people are like yeah, yeah. Jay Z is the goat, right? Or arguably. Tupac, Biggie, mm -hmm. Nas, but like Jay Z is the current rapper who is the GOAT. Yeah. And right? this is when and, he notched himself at, yes. in, in that conversation. And it squarely. wasn't until Wayne started doing this shit in like 06 and people were like, all right, I think right now it's not Jay Z anymore. Like Jay Z doesn't have a crown anymore. We'll give it to Wayne, right? But mm -hmm. I don't think it's until that point. So, and I think I disagree. That, 
I think I think it was it was really around 04 when 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 people started to say that that Lil Wayne might be the goat. And I'm, right, I, I, mean, I think be, they're they're, they're probably wrong, right? Okay. But I mean, I, I think that it was it was before. okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. nevertheless, 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 <laughs> we're on a tangent. Um, nevertheless, well, we're we're talking about the critical reception, and uh, and I'm uh-huh. trying to just illustrate like yeah. just how much it was clear, at least to 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 me and, and my and everyone in my stratosphere, and how mm-hmm. I saw the world, just how much it was is like no, okay. like it's Jay Z. And that's like, and he's at the top. And okay. I'm I'm sitting here now how having to defend my man Biggie. Mm. And I'm willing to concede it's like, all right, yeah, maybe Jay-Z could be just as good as Biggie. I don't think he is, but like right. maybe he could be just as good, but he's not better, yeah. right? Like, so yeah. I'm having like this album is making me have to do that. That's so, so funny. I yeah. and you know, because it's such a different experience from my experience. And you know. I miss I miss that time frame and mm-hmm. I wish I wish I was able to have those discussions. But me yeah. being this kid in Europe, yeah. you know, it was either the, you know, the kids that Izzo was that was their their understanding of who Jay-Z was. Yeah. And then there were some hip hop heads. There were a few, uh, you know, heads. Shout out to my boy Ashkan, you know, shout out to my boy Pavo. Like there was some guys that I talked about hip hop with. But we were squarely talking about ruckus. Like oh, okay. we were talking about nice. underground, yeah, underground yeah, yeah. shit. Their favorite rapper was Most Def yeah, or Jizza yeah, or somebody, yeah. you know, somebody obscure. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't, it mm-hmm. wasn't gonna be Jay Z. So yeah. I wasn't having hip hop conversations where Jay Z's name was coming up yeah. with with other students around my 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 yeah. way at the time. And we're gonna get to the music shortly. But the yeah. reason why I just had to, you know, illustrate this entire picture for everybody is just to. Just to just convey the, the the fact that like this really yeah. is a monumental period of my life. I mean, okay. we're talking about my first year in college. Yeah, that's I'm true. turning nineteen. <laughs> um, I'm I'm you know I start to drink. Well, yeah, I'm starting to drink at the end of the year. Like, mm-hmm. um, I have my own my own liberties. Um, you know, um, yeah. steel sharpening steel, iron sharpening iron. Like, I'm with like like minded people. Right, and, like, right. This is our album. Okay. And it's just like it really fucking set the tone for just everything. That's so. interesting because I think then that would mean that this album is probably more resonant for you because like well, your where yeah. your where would were you was a was a moment. Oh, like, it's like, a huge moment. September eleventh is yeah. the is the how I contextualize yeah, this album. Fair, you have fair. like actual life yeah. experience that contextualizes. Yeah, because this I'm thinking about this yeah. album and what it means to my entire first right, year, not right, what it right. means specifically to that day. Right, so. right, right. Let's get into the uh, highlights and lowlights. Uh, yeah. Let's start off with the overarching highlights. So I didn't really think this joint through, but I will. Okay. I will. Um, so uh, production, right? Yeah. That, that's that's the that's the easy low hanging fruit. Um, the production is amazing here. Um, and and you know you have if I if I talk talk about you know Yinka's top ten favorite producers, mm-hmm. three of them. Are gonna be on this list. the the ones that are who, who make are make up the majority of the actually four of them four, four of yeah. them are gonna be the ones yeah, that yeah. make up this 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 album right so you you've got Bink yes. Kanye Just Blaze and Timbaland, Timbaland yes. that make up almost all of the the the, the beats on this this Correct. album and Correct. the production is amazing it is. it's masterful it's 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 surprisingly minimal for how amazing it is if that makes sense. Minimal is not the word I would have used to describe any of Bink's beats. Um, they're lush, but they're at the same time they're minimal. Like, like I don't know. It's 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 weird. I, it's I like, don't have that opinion about because yeah. okay. I hear a bunch of different things going on. Yeah. So I wouldn't describe those beats as, as, as minimalist or minimal. I, I, I'm not saying minimalist. I'm saying minimal. And and I think by minimal I mean 
to, to me, with the exception of Takeover, where where Jay just you know decides to tack on extra verses to make sure niggas know what he's talking about. I feel like there's there's not an extra beat or an extra measure on mean. this on this got album, it. and that's what got I'm talking it, got about. It, got oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. It's I'm very thinking, like concise. All right, well, okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Oh, when you said that, I'm thinking about like all the layers that are going. Oh on, no, no, like, no. Yeah. I'm like, yo, uh, all I need and and the rulers back are certainly not yeah, minimal yeah, beats. Maybe yeah, you can yeah, make I the case you. for for, for Mama Loves Me. Maybe, maybe not even that. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Um, do we want to highlight any of those? Producers, because for me, yeah, go the, for the biggest, the biggest producer that I can give an overarching highlight to, and obviously you know who that is, and it's Bink. It's gotta be it's Bink. Bink. It's gotta yeah. be Bink. And I'm like, look, yeah. I don't want to diminish the contributions of of Kanye West, mm-hmm. um, Just Blaze, Timbaland, yeah. and you know, Eminem. We'll talk about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly don't want to diminish the, the the contributions of Poke and Tone. Now, I don't think that yeah. Poke and Tone's beat. Which is which is good. Yeah. It's not what like makes up the backbone of this album, right? right. So we're really talking about, I think, mm. the three producers we would talk about. Um, no disrespect to Timberland, it would be Kanye West being I agree. and Just Blaze. Yeah. And I don't want to diminish anything that, that Kanye West and Just Blaze did, yeah. right? But I mean, like, it just has to be emphasized yep. just how how amazing all three of these productions from Bink are. Yeah. And um, I've I've been going back and I've been listening to it this week, week yeah. and I'm just like. It's just, it's like, it's mind blowing, especially mind when you blowing. think about what was going on at the time. And I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't initially like this album on the first, li- on the first listen. Okay. I didn't understand a beat like all, uh, all I need. I didn't understand it. Like the rulers back was fine because it was the opening track. There's horns mm-hmm. and that and the other, right, right. like I go back and I listen to it now. I'm like, oh my, he's, he's, he's got this little, little, little that conga bass line is that bass line there, which yeah. I didn't notice at the time. It's whatever but like all i need i did not understand it's amazing that song like yeah. i was like oh it's fine and now i'm like holy shit the song's incredible so i think i think this is something we need to double click on and the reason i think it's something we need to double click on is because bink himself feels as though he's been written out of history in terms of the way he's you know he's discussed um in the canon of of this album and you know historically right and and you know, I really do think that his three contributions here are the the backbone and the fiber of of what you know this album is built around, and you can hear yeah. it. And so you know, like he he you know talks about how when when they talk about the history of this album, they say that Kanye and Just Blaze were in like the A room and the B room of a studio, and basically they were competing with each other to where one would go into the other's room, hear what he was doing and then leave and then go go be like, oh, okay, that's what you're doing. Okay, I'm gonna go do something else in this other room. And, you know, Bink feels as though he was kind of written out of that because he was the, he, his beats were the initial records that were that be, created the, the quote unquote blueprint of the blueprint. And right. you can hear it. You can yeah. definitely hear it. So shout out to Bink because he was amazing on this album. Yeah, especially if you think about like, the Bink records that come before this, right? Um, is yeah. it's not um, lights, camera, action was his his big hit before this. No, but I'm talking about the Jay Z records. I'm talking about Bink. Oh, you're talking so, about so um, you the, meet the him and her. her. Yeah, you meet him. Um, what's the other one that's a one nine hundred hustler? One nine hundred hustler. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. And I think he might have another one as well. I'm for, I'm forgetting it. But those are the two ones that, that come to my mind. Yeah, right? yeah. And they're and they're good beats, and you could hear you could hear. Where he was going. You could hear where he was going. Right. But then you hear a song like All I Need and you're like, oh my, like, 
Yeah. You're picking up instruments now? Like, what, what, the, what is this? <laughs> he arrived there for What sure. is this? Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, I just, you know, and, and it's, look, it's no shade to, to Kanye West. Obviously, he's, yeah. he's, he's probably one of the goats. I get it. You know, Just Blaze was set uh, the soundtrack for my college years in many ways for uh, uh, for the better. Yeah. Right? So we, we sure. love Just Blaze. Shout out to Just shout Blaze. Shout out to Just Blaze. Shout out to Ryan. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> shout, shout, shout out to Rye Red. But like... <laughs> But Bink, I just I can't I just I just need to emphasize just how important his his contributions to this album. I agree, so. and and I'll and I'll even I'll even make, take us on a tangent and stretch it and say shout out to Teddy Riley because like I feel like this is some like like some Virginia instrumentation shit where it yeah. was like you know he he made the beat and then he brought a bass player in there very clearly. Yeah, he brought a horn horn players mm -hmm. in there to play horns on the shit and it's it sounds amazing. If we're also going to sp speak about uh, Virginia and the beach, one of the other overarching highlights, and I just thought of this today, and this is not a shot. Okay. It's not a shot. But an overarching highlight is that who's not on here? The Neptunes. The Neptunes are not on here. Is that a shout out? That's a, that's, that's a, that is, I'm glad they're not on here because I don't think they fit on here. Well, well, uh, well, I'll go ahead and give my unpopular take. The Trackmasters are doing their best Neptune's impression on that song. Correct. Correct. <laughs> correct. But Or vice versa. Ex but their song does not sound out of place on this record. I it think doesn't. it still works. It I doesn't. think it still works. And I think that if you think yeah. about the Neptune's hits at the time, especially because all of all of these types of rappers had to have Neptune's tracks. I mean, right. Fabulous has at got one. He got sure. a couple couple of Neptune's yeah, tracks he on got, there. He got a couple of Nori, Busta, they all have Neptune's tracks and yeah. Neptune's remixes. That's and Puff true. has a Neptune's. And Jay-Z's Neptune's track from the previous year is still going on at the party. Exactly. So everybody has yeah. a Neptune's track. Yeah. But it's not on this album. And it's like, you know what? That's real. It's dope that it's not on here. I, I actually really like that you highlighted that because because yeah. I never thought about it. I but didn't it, think about but, it. Until but today. it's true, right? Like yeah. it's like especially with with Jay and like how no diss to, to Jay, yeah. but like how kind of cookie cutter he tends to be sometimes mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. to 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 take the low hanging fruit of a, of a hit. That, like yeah. you said, it'd be easy for him to just go lock in with Timbaland, lock in with the Neptunes. That's yes. two hits, and just you know copy and paste though. it. But he didn't, he do, didn't that. do that. Yeah. So, what other uh, overarching highlights do we have here? Oh, man, um, just like lack of features, yeah, is is a highlight for okay. me. Um, you know, the the only feature that's that's listed here is is Eminem's verse, which yeah. you know, I mean, clearly this was an Eminem song that yeah. that was taken. Um, we'll talk so, about that. So that makes sense. Uh, but you know, not a lot of uh, features here, and the reason I highlight that right is because this is a very personal album. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and for somebody who's decidedly impersonal and we talk about that a lot on our podcast yeah. like you know we really feel like we 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 get some understanding of like who like sean carter is as a yeah. person on this album and I, I really appreciated that like i thought he did a really good job with that yeah i mean the other vocal i guess performers on here you got biz Marquee, rest in mm -hmm. peace biz Marquee, uh q-tip and slick rick right and michael jackson Oh, 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 yeah. They said that they said that supposedly over a hundred people, and I don't know if this is true or it's a rumor, but they said over a hundred people recorded that hook, and they took small pieces of it, and it's it's like a, it's one of those like like Easter egg, like hip hop Easter eggs of like if you're listening really hard, you hear like a bunch of random different voices that are saying "girls, girls." Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, and Michael Jackson's I, one of them. I actually didn't know that. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, um, but no, the I actually hadn't considered that, but I, I think you're right. Um, yeah, to have to have an album that doesn't have too many features. I mean, you think about like Ready to Die, 
right. you know, doesn't have too many features. Nas Elmatic only has the one. So yeah, I think Jay-Z mm-hmm. probably probably needed that. And so I think for him to do it in response to all the other things that were going on, you know, he's clearly like making a statement with this album. Right. Um, and he made the statement. Yep. So uh yeah. And then my last one is is artwork. Um I thought oh, the yeah. I, I thought that artwork the artwork was, was really dope. Was good. Um and yeah. even like just you know the the shots that that Jonathan Mannion was doing for Jay-Z at the time. So for example, um and and you probably remember this. There was a picture of Jay-Z and they used it they used it for the um the the source mic rating for this mm-hmm. album. And it's Jay-Z, he's wearing a New York Jets jersey and he's wearing a New York Jets yeah. hat and he's kind of yeah, holding it was his hands like Wayne this Corbett. with his chain. Uh, is that who it was? No, nah, it was it was Jonathan Mannion. I think that took that picture too. No, I'm talking about the oh the, the jersey. jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was uh, was exactly. number eighty, right? Right, right, yeah, right. I think it was Quebec. I don't forget how. I was in a New York. Fan, right. So. so it's like you know, I feel like the the way he was photographed, both on this cover and a lot of the photography that they did around him at mm-hmm. the time really did a good job of because for me right like i'm not from new york and so yeah. we would need these new yorkers but like it did a good job of like positioning him as the 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 king of new york the new king of yeah. new york for me because yeah. i ain't know shit about new york i didn't know you know i didn't know nothing about nothing look but they did a really good job look, of positioning him look, that way. look when i went down to uva <laughs> new yorkers when they came they fucking just took over style all these cats from virginia Started rocking like, like I had the baggy white tees. Old man outlaw is about to come out. I had the white tees too, but go. I was also like airbrushing. So like I had white tees so that I could eventually like airbrush them, which, which I did. I did that a lot first year. But I mean, like everybody had on the uptowns. Everybody had to get the the, the retro either football yeah. jersey or basketball jersey. Oh, yeah. the other thing too, I remember like one of the rules was that you couldn't wear like a Jets cap and the Jets jersey. You had to wear like the Jets jersey and another cap that had the colors, but it wasn't like the same. It wasn't, it couldn't be the same sport. It had to be a different sport. <laughs> like uh, these were the rules that these people are telling me. I think New York, New York definitely, you know, in, in influenced the fashion of the, of the time. Yeah. Um, But I don't think, and I think that, that it's relevant because I don't think that. I personally see Jay-Z as a as a particularly fashionable guy, right? But somehow they still positioned him in a way that put him that that made him a culture trendsetter regardless yeah. of of, you know, his you know, whether he was the trendy fashionable, you know, guy or not. Got you. But um so the only other overarching highlight uh okay. that I have mm-hmm. is the lack of bullshit songs. Right, in really? the sense that, like, we talk about like volume three, and we talk oh. about the idea that, like, you know, you're you're, you're throwing spaghetti on the wall, yeah, singing sticks, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, there were clearly some bullshit songs on there, mm-hmm. and Rock La Familia, I, I actually like that. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there's any bullshit on there, but there was like every single song on here has a purpose. Yep, um, it's a serious song. Even if mm-hmm. I don't love every single song on here, okay. like I like I get it. And none of the lyrics are wasted. None of the song, like none of the space yeah. is wasted. Yeah. Kind of yep. like you talked about, like everything is minimal. Mm-hmm. Nothing is wasted on here. So yep. he clearly is like, no, like I have a vision, yep. and I and I'm, I'm gonna stick to it. And I'm going to put it out there and boom, right. this is what we have. So yeah. that's my last overarching highlight. I like it. And, you know, let's go ahead and feed into some of the lore, right? Like the supposedly this album was was recorded in two days. Um, I read another article that said that the album was recorded in two weeks. So I think it's a lie. And and and, and I just want to say all that to say that Jay-Z is really, really good at creating like lore around these things that he does, right? So it's like there's this whole fo- folklore around, you know, 
He doesn't write anything. He created this whole album in two days, and it's the most amazing album of all time. So yeah. shout out to him for for creating that story and putting it out there, and people believe it. <laughs> I I don't believe it, but I, I think it sounds it sounds cool. I mean, uh, I think the wiki says it was recorded between like May, June, and July of this year. So oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I I read another article that said that nine of the songs were done in two days. Okay. Um, and maybe they just maybe that's true. Maybe they did nine songs in two days, and then they just mm-hmm. said the album was done in two days because it sounds better. I don't yeah, know. Who knows? <laughs> All right. So uh, track for track highlights. We don't need to talk about every single song, man. Because we, we could almost talk about every single song, and it's a short, could, it's, it's a fairly short album. But the ruler's back has to be a highlight. So the, the reason why this song is a highlight for me is just the way that like it starts with those little little conga drums or whatever. Yeah. Um. It sets the tone for the album, and this is not a song that I liked when I initially heard it. Mm. Um, in fact, even back when I was listening to the album regularly, this okay. wasn't a song that like I had to hear. Like I was still, yeah, that's fair. I was still kind of like you know skipping to to the tracks that I really wanted to hear. Okay. I I enjoyed the song. I liked the song. Yeah. Um, so I'm not gonna call it a highlight for me, but yeah. like it's a it's a it's a definitely it's a good song for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, and it's aged very well. I mean, something to to also keep in mind, right, is that you know Jay Z is stepping in the shadows of of certain individuals that were big luminary figures in in hip hop, and mm-hmm. and Slick Rick is one of those. Yeah. And you know, so the the nod to to Slick Rick with the rulers back is important. Um, and then you know the 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 mix of I think one of the things that this album does amazingly, and it's almost like he he started it on on the dynasty and then like really perfected it here, but like. The combination of like you know these samples with the with the with the stacked yeah. you know instrumentation, um, and this song just sets the tone of that so it so does. fucking it well. Does. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think that I didn't understand music as well back then as I understand it now. So when I listen to the mm-hmm. song now. I'm like, wow, there's, there's a lot going on here. It's really yeah. it's really dope. So and and you you talked about this on the last episode that we recorded. I don't even remember what the who who the artist was, but we were we were talking about something. You were talking about oh, it was it was Outcast, mm-hmm. and you were talking about how Andre kind of mastered like like space space yeah and i feel like jay like really is really good with space on this album yeah. um and this particular song he's really 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 good with space yeah i don't think this is the first album where he showcases that um, i think he starts to really really showcase that surprisingly actually probably on like volume, volume three. three i agree yeah yeah, yeah yeah volume three i think is when he really starts to showcase that but like yeah. he's flawless on this yeah you know and what e- i mean and even just like when we talk about space even just like his presence yeah. like like um the uh, 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 yeah, uh, you know what yeah. I mean. Like he, he's really just. There's not a beat out of place. Even yeah. his own vocal delivery on, yeah. on here is, is is incredible. So uh, next, yeah. next highlight, takeover. <laughs> so look, I, I love the song even more now than I did then. I agree. Shout out to um, the Doors. So, so that's the thing too. When I first heard the song, I wasn't that familiar with the Doors. And when I started okay. to listen to classic rock music, and I started mm-hmm. to listen to the Doors, mm-hmm. when I heard five, so is it five to one? Yeah, five to one. I was like, I blew my mind, right? Yeah. And then, and then I stopped listening to the Takeover. I was only listening to the Doors version, right? Okay. So now, so this is actually probably the first time I've listened to Takeover. Mm-hmm. in like i don't know like 15 16 17 years and i'm listening to it now and i'm like holy shit this song is five minutes long and you, you don't really notice it yeah um and he, he's got four verses on here yeah and you don't really notice it it doesn't feel <laughs> that long 
Like this is not a song I had to skip through. Like I'm I'm listening to this track and I'm I'm enjoying every single minute of it. Yeah. And and the crazy so first of all, like the way that Kanye chooses to arrange this track, um, I think is brilliant because it does take it does take some skill to make sure that you can arrange the entire entire beat mm-hmm. and all the different stanzas so that you're you know the listener's getting something new. I remember back at the time the whole lame I, I thought mm-hmm. that shit was whack. I thought that shit was corny too. I, I like it now, yo. I got really? I got yeah, I like it now. That shit works, yo. That shit definitely works. And, and the other thing too, <sighs> the other thing too is that I remember thinking that like between the two songs, uh-huh. this and Ether, that Nas got the better of the two in terms of the songs, right? Yeah. We I don't think I feel that way. Anymore. We were, we were absolutely wrong, and and I think yeah. you know, and we I think we talked about this on a previous episode, but I'll say it again, right? Like, li- literally, so Jay Z is typically very very good at like marketing and like yeah. placing things. Yeah. He where he fucked up here, in my opinion. Is that we always put Ether against Super Ugly, and if yeah. we put Ether against Takeover, I think Takeover might actually win. So yeah. what happened was there was that radio broadcast yeah. where people called in and Ether won. Yeah, and then from that point on, people put Ether and Super Ugly next to each other. But if you put Ether and Takeover together now, Takeover is the far superior song. Well, so here, so there's several things going on here. So first of all, Nas created a term ether yes so when you say important. when you say ether like you know what you mean right, right there's right. a reason why remy ma took the ether she beat ether. She right. Ether, right and right. and whenever you say like oh you ethered that like we, yep. we know what you mean uh-huh. so now i said that props to him it's and important. at the time i think lyrically i thought the jabs the nas have were better mm. the thing though is that Jay-Z only really dedicates one verse to Nas on Takeover, and he's got four. The the other one that he dedicates it to is Mom D. I okay. think specifically Prodigy. Mm-hmm. And then the the first and, and fourth are just for just generally yeah, just, everybody. It just, just yeah. bars for whoever wants and I, it. And I, and I love that. I love the last the last line he says, um, uh, I got a half bar for the rest of y'all. Fuck, fuck y'all, nigga. I love that's, that shit. that's literally one of my favorite diss lines of yeah, all time. Fuck y'all. Like, I, I love that shit. But yeah. so now, but now I go back and knowing everything that I know now, mm-hmm. I listen to listen to the lyrics on Ether and I listen to the lyrics on yeah. Takeover and I'm like, nah, like, nah, it's like, Jay Z killed you here. Like, he really did. Like, the yeah. whole shit about, because I didn't know the whole, I didn't understand the whole thing about like sampling of the voice, mm-hmm. right? And, I didn't follow Nas and Jay-Z growing up. Right. And so when we were talking about the regional doubt, mm-hmm. I was I was talking about how like Jay-Z really was a fan of Nas. And Nas right, is right. right. Like yeah, you've been riding true. my dick and he's right. Right. But the whole idea of like, and I like the line then, you know, you made it a hot line, I made it, it a hot, hot song. song. Like, yeah. and I like I thought that was a good diss then, but now really understanding yeah. it and really understanding about like the tech on the dresser. Like I didn't yeah. I didn't really understand that yeah. at the time. And then the I know who I paid right. smarten so up is like Smart enough, Man, not like yeah. not. He he, he the, got you on this, the, nah, the, and, and you can't come back from that. The best one-liners of Jay Z's career are on this album, and, and <laughs> smart enough, Nas is is one, and it's like yeah. it's not even a, it's not even a bar. It's just like yeah. damn, smart enough, Nas. And, and it's like and it's like, look, I don't I don't want to try to like instigate any more beef. Obviously, right, they, right. they've done it's, it's done and dusted. Done. But I'm it's just right. like I'm I'm more thinking back to where I was when I was 18 listening to this, and yeah. it's just like nah, yo. Jay-Z killed him here. He yeah. really did. And, I, and I'll take it a step further and say that I, I feel like TakeOver gets played when we have conversations about greatest diss songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
this this just lyrically and production wise yeah. is better than hit him up like like i'm oh, just gonna yeah. go ahead and say it like it's not yeah. a it's not even to me it's not close yeah and so I, I i love hit him up and and it's really there's something dope about like coming in somebody's face and being like fuck you fuck your wife whatever yeah. whatever right yeah. but like this is just better musically yeah. than than hit him up is and even bitching you which i love and i tout yeah even no vaseline right mm -hmm. like take like over might take over might be the greatest this song it of be. all time it it's it's, it's gotta be top like top three i don't really have anything else to add to this other than like yeah. as much as i enjoyed it then i i love this song now yeah. and i've had so much fun just listening to it recently so the one thing that i'll add here right um is you know th this this track to me speaks to the brilliance of Kanye West. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, we've we've canceled Kanye West on our podcast. We've said negative I, things about I him. I think it's his best Shout out to him. on here. It, it, but Kanye West, one, he really put his foot in this production. And it's 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 an incredible beat. Um, and you know, I, I don't I don't know that too many people were sampling the doors or yes. even that genre in the in this time frame. So right? you like, had um uh, on on Beanie Singles The Truth, the opening and, Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the truth. Uh, yeah, that song is that's on like, uh, Graham Nash. Graham song. Nash. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there were, there were other people yeah. who were doing it, but but, I'm but like, that was Kanye himself. Oh, that was Kanye's beat. Yeah, that was Kanye's first beat, oh, uh, his shit. first placement. Yeah. Goddamn. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, yo, Kanye was, was like Kanye did the truth. Yes, God that's damn, his first Kanye. his first you know placement. What? You know what? Real we quick, we gotta give it to him. I've I've had my top. I've had my elite tier of producers. I had five. Yeah. I said RZA, Primo. Um, Timberland, Dre, and Dilla. To be mm. honest, mm. I think I actually have to put Kanye in that elite tier now. I think I have Bro, to. Bro, you absolutely have to. I think and, I have and, to. And, yeah. and, and you know, we we can say whatever we want to yeah, say about the man, but he's a fucking genius. Yeah. And 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 let me let me go ahead and raise it. So the one thing that I wanted to say about this track, and I don't know if you've heard it, and if you haven't, we can pause and I'll play it for you. Mm. But um, he uh, apparently he made this beat and Jay Dilla liked the beat. Okay. And it's so about takeover. Takeover. Yeah. And so Jay Dilla made a song to it called "We Effed Up," uh -huh. um, and then Jay Z and then Jay Z liked it, and he put it on his on his album. Yeah, so so Dilla was like, "Okay, I guess that's fine." And Kanye was like, "Nah, it's cool. I'll just make you another beat that sounds like it." He found another sample that was similar to the Doors sample, and made the beat over again. And the beat almost sounds like Takeover, and 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 it's on it's on a Dilla album now. That's crazy. You want to hear it? Yeah, I want to hear it. <laughs> but like the fact that like only kanye can, can do that like like Cause, cause if I make you a beat and and you like the shit and somebody else takes it, mm -hmm. sorry. Like, yeah. like th there's it's there's probably very few like other things that I can find that's like the exact same, you know, um, the exact same sound. Um, the the last thing I'll say about Takeover in terms of what Kanye did was just I love the. I love where he finds or where he places the vocal sample. Huh. Oh, that going nowhere, where. Taking over. Yeah. Yeah, because he doesn't have to put it there. Like you can actually I, I know that song. You can just put the 
put every every layer on the track. Like right. you don't need any vocal samples, but he chooses like, no, I'm gonna put it here, here, here. Right. Like, and it just it just really, 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 really works. Uh, so what's your uh, what's your next track highlight? I will go ahead and give a re- retrospective highlight to Izzo. And we don't need to talk about this song too much. Yeah. The reason why I like I'm cool with that for for, yeah. for myself as well is just because I hated this song. I did too. I fucking hated, I hated this it. song. And I've been listening to it recently. And like you know, it's cool. Like yeah. I, I dig it. It's not yeah. on its own merit. It's not a highlight for me. But mm-hmm. given how much I despise this song, and given yes. how much has grown on me, I think yeah. that as a single, and to to lay the groundwork for an album, I think it's trash. Right. But like listening back to others, like listening back to this album and realizing that it's like it's actually kind of like an afterthought now. It's like actually like it's cool. So yeah, I can dig it. I think for me, you know, the, it's just Jay Z understands tricks way too well. Yeah, he understands shit that white people and random people that don't give a fuck about shit are gonna love. Look, we and love that, tricks too. And, we and, love and, tricks. And too. that hook, that hook is is a trick. It's it's yeah, it's, it's it an is. ultimate trick. But um, but if you if you strip away that hook. The bars are mm-hmm. actually really dope. Yeah. And that sample, come on, man. I yeah. want you back by the Jackson yeah, 5. Exactly. Like, that shit is fucking incredible. Yeah. And for Kanye to be able to take something that's so iconic and we, we know it yeah. and still create something that sounds so fresh and so dope. Like, I mean, shout out to Kanye. You yeah. Know? Look, I, I thought this shit sounded soft and corny back in the day. Yeah. Um, because my musical palette has been able to evolve, mm. I don't necessarily feel that way. Like, yeah. like I don't agree with hardcore outlaw. Yeah. You know, back in back, you know, 17, 18 year old outlaw. I don't agree right. with that kid. But like, no, yeah. anyway, what I will say though, the one thing I don't like about this is the the opening bar to like the third verse where he says like, "Y'all acting like I told you to sell drugs. Nah, I hope that's that, so hopefully, hopefully you won't have to go through that." I said this before on the podcast, <laughs> and I say this any chance I get to. It's bullshit. <laughs> Jay Z did that so that he could sell records. Period. Like, period. Jay Z did everything so that he could sell records. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, Jay Z looking out for us. Love. I'm gonna brag about drug dealing so you don't have to. Nah, fuck you. Like that's <laughs> no, no. The only thing that I'll say is you know in terms of uh, just kind of additional Easter eggs is um this beat was actually a beat that uh, Kanye had made for um t- for a bed for for the the radio station in Chicago uh, mm-hmm. WGCI is, uh, is one of the big hip hop stations in Chicago okay um and so he made it it became a bed it was cool they were playing it there and then Jay heard it and was like nah let me get that so then mm-hmm. he ended up actually putting it on an album okay what's your uh, what's your next track highlight uh, my next is you don't know. So did okay. I did I did I miss any of yours before we we move on? No, we can go to you don't know. That okay. makes sense. Yeah, and I'll let you talk about it. You know the the weird thing is is that and I was even thinking about this now is that like I know so many people who were like yo like Jay's Just Blaze just really kind of took RZA's whole style and you know how much <laughs> I love RZA. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't really hear it then, and I don't really hear it now. Like the yeah. like even like the soul sample on the vocal it doesn't really sound like something I would associate with RZA and RZA yeah. himself said I remember he was asked he was like what's a beat that's, that's hot right now that you wish you would have made and he's like oh it was it was you don't know because it sounds mm-hmm. like something I would have made and I'm like mm-hmm. I just don't really hear it yeah. and and I say that really to get props to Just Blaze yeah. and, and look and look everybody knows that I'm like RZA's right. biggest fan when it right. comes to production and, yeah. and, I, and I swear to you not now, not then. I I just don't hear RZA on this. I, I hear Just Blaze. This shit is fire. Mm-hmm. This shit, this song set the tone for my entire first year. Like this yeah. was, 
you know, this and and I just want to love you were like the yeah. two Jay Z party bangers my first year. Yeah. Um. And, and the. Yeah. I think I think you know at, at the end of the day, right? Like people build on the backs of other people, right? Mm-hmm. In the same way that, you know, Pete Rock was Jay Dilla's idol. But then Jay Dilla, you know, when he really got in his bag, Pete yeah. Rock was like, how the fuck are you doing this shit, yeah. right? And so I think, I think you know, if you ask just Blaze, he would say Riz is probably one of his idols. Sure. But at the same time, like... Kanye West what, would say that too. Right. But at the same time, what those those folks did was like they took the baton and, yeah. they, and they put their own shit um, into what they did. And, yeah. and, and even some of the things that... Um, that uh you know uh just was doing with like with the roland and like kind of some of the resampling and things mm-hmm. like that are techniques that that you did not hear from rizza like rizza yep. did not employ those techniques so shout out to, to just blaze he, he put his foot in this joint the one of the things i love about this record this song is that like this song can resonate with just like just with like anybody yeah um like this is the song that's like the, the Tokyo shit. Song yes, agree. That everybody can just get in that, get in their bag, and just be yeah. like, "Yo, like, like, you know, I saw ice in the winter. I sell water in hell. I am a hustler, baby. I sell water to a well. You damn fucking right. I'll do that shit. But even the- though that's not me, I fucking feel that shit when I listen <laughs> but, to this. But, you know what but, I mean? but to get on my outlaw shit though, like, doesn't this also really embody at least how we as non-New Yorkers view how New Yorkers view themselves? Yeah, but I don't think it. But, but, but so, <laughs> I'm a hustler. I sell water to a well. So, I'll sell ice in hell. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'm not even just talking about that. I'm not even talking about that. Like, okay. there was an episode I can't remember. I was trying to remember what song you were talking about, but there was a song that you used to listen to, but for like, like job interviews or something. Oh, um, just, Untouchable by Scarface. Yes. Yeah. Right. And like. The way that song like resonates with you, or like the way mm. when I'm listening to UGK mm. in the car, mm. despite the fact I drive a 2009 Honda Fit and I mm. love that car, right? But like mm. that, when I'm listening to UGK, I feel like you can't fucking touch me. Right. I feel like I'm in, like I'm 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 in a low rider or something, <laughs> right? Like I just feel like I'm riding something smooth. Yeah. Even though I'm not like right. this song, you don't know just yeah. gives anybody that energy to just just, just talk your shit. I feel what you're I'm saying. I'm the fucking like you just. I, I think I think PSA does it a little bit better, but I agree with you. And I think one of the things that I love about Jay right is that like Jay does a good job of choosing production that like strengthens his weaknesses, and mm-hmm. so like. You know, like this beat is so aggressive, and Jay yeah. is so decidedly unaggressive, yeah, and so yeah, yeah, so the yeah. beat comes in. You don't know what you're doing, and he's like, sure "That's I where do. you're wrong." Sure, sure I do. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? He's answering the beat like, yeah. "Yeah, like casually, yes, I'm that nigga," and yeah, I, I respect it. Smooth and calm, collected about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I respect it. Yeah. So you know, we could probably wax poetic about the song all day, but uh, what's your what's your what's so your so? Let me also say though, oh, okay. as an overarching highlight that I didn't say, and this song is a great highlight for it mm-hmm. um the samples chosen yeah um that bobby bird sample mm-hmm. is fucking incredible yeah. i didn't highlight girls 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 but that tom brock sample is mm-hmm. fucking incredible like there's amazing samples on here i said the doors sample already yeah. but like i love the samples chosen here and how they were used yeah I, ha- I had to go back and listen to that bobby bird song i don't think i've listened to it like since college back when i was like discovering all yeah. these samples and shit yeah um but it's definitely a good sample man so. all the bobby bird shit is ill yeah of course, of course. Yeah, bobby yeah. bobby <laughs> what's your uh, what's your next highlight so i'm knowing I'm, I'm gonna skip one of yours okay. so i'm gonna let you get the next highlight so look you know i love timberland you know yeah. i love timberland and jay-z yeah 
I I love Ola Ola. I know you do. That's um, why I I I, 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 I put it by the by the look, room for you. Speaking to my New Yorker friend, he says he's he he likes this song now, mm-hmm. but he's never really been a, a huge fan of it. Yeah. Right. And he and I just always disagreed on that. I look yeah. like man, shout out to just like shout out to Timberland as a musician. Mm-hmm. The way he incorporates all these different sounds, like yes. pa- aspects of That's the true. sound, aspects of this song have like a New Orleans sound to it. Yeah, you know what I mean. For like, sure. and then you also kind of got like the barrio swag, like with all the, like mm-hmm. the little uh, the little uh, Spanish talk and like uh, and like yo the ad libs to start the song, yeah. like yo that whole shit, like I yo every like oh. when yeah. I've been listening to this album this yeah. week, I start this song. And then I I, re, I replay like the first 30, 40 seconds. Like the build up to this song is just like immaculate. I love it. Yeah, man. Hola, Ovito. And what, what, what a, it's, it's a really good anthem too. Like it's a, Hola, Ovito. Like that, that phraseology is a good phraseology to put into your, like your song as like an anthem to yourself. Like, Hola, Ovito. Yeah. Like that, that shit's just dope to me, man. I think, um, to offer a counter perspective. Offer your um, counter. Shit down my love for this song. No, it, I do mean, do like it. it, you know, I honestly, I think that the the only criticism that I have of this whole album, actually, is that I feel like a lot of the, the singles are really corny. And I mm. and I think that the, hola, ovito, oh, I'm, oh, I'm a Spanish, I, love I, I thought that was corny. And I thought, you know, even gnarly dude a puff bob marley dude all day like rastafari's dude it's corny like so like i get i get why tricks work but i think a lot of tricks are corny and i and i i personally found the ola hovito thing to be corny okay um yeah i disagree i I think i I think the instrumentation is amazing on this song um you know i i I mean some of the bars are amazing but this is jay right and this is jay the the whole like the whole you know, incorporating MJ into his whole thing, like, yeah, I mean, like everybody oh, knows, yeah. everybody knows, like, and with the first pick, I made the Earth sick. MJ, MJ, perfect. Nah, like, bro, come on, yeah, this, is, this is on here. He was barring the fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. up. Like, listen, I'm not, I'm not saying that you, you can be corny and still bar up. In fact, most of the niggas that are barring up today, my problem with their music is that they're corny. So okay. it's not that you, th- those two things aren't mutually that's exclusive. Fair. You know what I'm saying? That's fair, um, that's fair. I just personally found you know the hola ovito thing to it. be corny, just like I found H to the is o b uh, to the yeah. is a to be corny. Like I, I think like you know, girls, girls, girls. I found to be corny personally. Yeah. Um, jigga, jigga, that nigga, jigga. I found that to be corny. That's like fair. so, I mean, like I love this album, but yeah. I, I like I feel like a lot of the things that he put out there as the the things that were gonna catch in the mainstream and they did mm-hmm. were corny to me. I got you. All right. Yeah. What's your what's your next highlight? Heart of the city. I got you. Listen, first the fat boys break up. Now every day I wake up. What? I do like yeah, this is not my favorite Kanye beat on here. My favorite Kanye yeah. beat on here is is takeover and it's not yeah. that close. Yeah. But this is is it's funny. This song actually hasn't aged as well with me as I thought it would. I don't dislike it. I bet you I know why. Why is that? Because that shit comes out in a car commercial every fucking year. Maybe. But we've probably heard this song more than any other song on here on on a commercial every year. I think this (laughs) is one of the songs that kind of drags on to me. And I know he's got that musical Mm. break. He's got that. He's got that break. Where he's yeah. like taking him to church, and that's a good. It's a very yeah. good and useful break. Yeah. But then the the third verse hits, and I'm kind of like, 
when I listen to it now, when the third verse hits, after yeah. that taking the church break, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm kind of done with the song. That's fair. Yeah. I, I think for me, right? I think, so a lot of times, niggas try to put current events in their music and it doesn't resonate to me. Mm-hmm. I think also a lot of times, um, rappers talk about having haters and I don't believe them. Yeah. Jay-Z, to me, especially in this time frame, was one of the best people at rapping about their haters and how people are hating on them. And I fucking believed him. I believed every word. And then he's got two concurrent cases going on at at the time. Like, it's like, motherfuckers really are hating on you. Mm -hmm. And and you're, and you're, 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 you're talking about, yo, what you eat don't make me shit. Like, where's the love? And I'm like, damn, like... Motherfuckers really are hating on you, bro. You kind of tease one of my overarching lowlights. Really? I fucking yeah. believe him on this song, but you, you, you can... You, you, no, no, no. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll okay. get to that. So, Heart of the City for 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 topical reasons and the, the production. And and man, the the layering of this, like, the... Yeah, that's a good, that's a good choice by Kanye. Just, oh, man, yeah. just the choirs. It was amazing. Yeah. Love that. Next next highlight. Never change. Okay. And it's simple, but I just, I just, I don't know, I don't know why I love this song so much. I just love it. So it's weird because I did not like this song back mm-hmm. in the day, and I don't, I didn't really like it now. Mm-hmm. But when I said before that like every single song on here serves a purpose and there's no waste of space, yeah. Like thematically, what this song means and and how it incorporates the beat, mm-hmm. like, is perfect. I'm like I just a dog. Don't like I don't speak, but I understand. Like, yo, the bars on this shit yo, are yeah, yeah, yeah. incredible. Yo, yo. The, the the bars <laughs> and 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 the theme and yes. the never change. Yes. Like, and it's an important song, and I'm like, yeah. yo, it has to be on the record. I just don't like the way it sounds. Like, I've yeah. never been a big fan really? of the beat. Yeah, it just it doesn't it doesn't really work for me. I lo- but, but, but I respect the song. Yeah, I respect it absolutely. I just it's just not. We, ta- we talked about samples and how much I love the samples. And the, the, the sample that is sampled here on Never Change, I fucking love. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I love the idea of taking the sample and then making the song that Jay-Z did. Like I said, yeah. like I, I get it. Yeah. It's, a, it's I just, it just doesn't sonically, I'm like, yeah, I could do without that. And song. so to, to, to go to the rumor mill, this was one of the records that, um, that Kanye stole after he sold, sold it to another artist, supposedly. Oh. And, you know, you, you've, heard, you've heard about these rumors that supposedly the whole through the wire thing where he supposedly got into a car accident. They said yeah. that actually the real rumor was that he got beat up by dudes, um, street dudes in Chicago and then said that he got in a car accident and blah, 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 blah. I don't know if that's true, but... I don't know. I don't but... Know. This particular song, and you could go on YouTube if you want to and, and listen to it. There's there's a song called Never Change by an artist called Payroll. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanye sold this beat to him. The the hook, I'm still fucking with crime because crime pays, was was Payroll's hook. It was oh, the word. whole song. And then he took the shit and he sold it to Jay-Z with the hook on it and, and everything. Took the nigga's whole song. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I think that that was like something that, you know, kind of, he got jammed up about, uh, a little bit later. So, you know, lore around that, that, that joint. So what's your, uh, what's your, what's your next highlight? All I need. Yeah. I mean, all I need. this is a man, like, I think this is probably the best beat on the album. It might be. I think it's it is. It's so fucking It's so good. good. Um, the oh the fact God. that like the, the bass doesn't even come in until like yeah. 45 seconds into the song and this is a crazy like bass line and like everything is, yeah. everything is, is this song is perfect. Yeah. It's one of the, the perfect flawless songs and yeah, I think it's a, I think it's not only the best beat, it might actually be the best, uh, I don't know if it's the best you, song. But you, know, you know what I love on, on some things and it's really random, but you know, I put it out there. I love, I love albums that are a complete circle. 
And I love an album that you could play backwards and it still works. Yeah. Uh, the Kendrick d- did that with his last album. He put out he put out a version of the album that was the same. It was just literally just the track the tracks reversed, mm. and it told the opposite story but the same story. Oh. Okay. Um, this album you definitely could do that and like you could start with blueprint mama loves me and yeah. go to renegade and go to all i need and go and go backwards to, to the rulers back and it would literally make sense as an album and i i just love that and i all i need is just so well placed yeah and i don't even have all that much to say about the song other than what we've already said it's just it's, it's incredible yeah, yeah the same things that he did well uh that bink did well on the rulers back mm-hmm. he did even better on all i need so mm-hmm. the the horns that come in here the the you know the congas the beat the the, the drums everything the baseline that baseline is insane yeah and then jay look the, the the thing about the horns which is so incredible right is because like horns Especially if you think about like Pete Rock in the '90s, right? Like horns definitely uh, defined the sound, the hip hop right, sound, right. right? But like the horns had like these melodies and these notes. Mm-hmm. The horns on this don't really do that. They're mm-hmm. really just pieces of music that if you're yeah. not paying attention, you might even not you might not even notice those horns in the song. Yeah. And I know that I'm gonna say that, and people are like, "Nah, you're crazy." It's like, "Nah, there's a lot of people that's not gonna notice that shit mm-hmm. because everything just works." Yeah. And 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 unison, like everything just works together, it just yeah. comes together perfectly. So for him to conceptualize this beat. Yes. put together that's why i had to, had to yeah. highlight him as a producer it's just yeah. like yo this is this is just a work of art it's incredible and again right like and i don't know who sings this right but whoever these uncredited vocalists are mm-hmm. that's that sing it whoever's going all i need mm-hmm. they sound great mm-hmm. like like the 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 uncredited vocalists who are just killing it in the background of yeah. all these songs are amazing yeah, yeah. what's your uh, what's your next highlight I will say Renegade for the controversy. All right, go ahead. Um, Renegade is a highlight for two reasons. One, because it's one of maybe three beats made by Eminem that I don't think is absolute ass. It's not trash. It's, a, it's not. I think it's a good beat. It's. I think it's his best beat actually. That might be this. This Eminem he actually beat. made because yeah. supposedly he made Purple Pills. I think it's better than Purple Pills. I like Purple Pills, and yeah. supposedly he made the uh, On Fire with Lil Wayne. He no, didn't make saying, that. You're saying yeah, he, he took um, that. Kwame made that beat. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad beat. It's not yeah. my favorite on the album. I think it's yeah. probably the worst beat on the album. Beat is cool. Um, and you know, I mean, anytime you have two kind of lyrical titans, I mean, we talked about when you said this. Jay was clearly the guy. I said no, mm-hmm. Eminem. So, you know, you always want to see, you know. You always want to see the Nets and the Lakers, you know, go up against each other. You always want yeah. to see Katie and LeBron face off. Mm-hmm. Like, and so, you know, they gave us the matchup that we wanted to see. And um, and I and I like that they did that. Too. So I actually think that these are probably Jay-Z's worst bars on or weakest bars on the album. Okay. Um, because I remember at the time there was a there was a controversy about like, oh, like who did, yeah, did, did Eminem, Eminem got me did, on my own shit. Yeah, the or Jay-Z body me on this shit. And I remember at the time they're going, nah, like, nah. I don't think he bodied him. Well, here's the thing though. So I do think that these are Jay's weakest bars on here. Okay. I'm going back and I'm listening to Eminem's verses, and I'm like, all right, I actually think that Eminem's verse is better. But, okay. but, like what what Eminem does on this, and he does it he does it often. He does it often well. So this is not a criticism, but like the way he uses the the multisyllable patterns and the way that like he he throws all these rhymes in here and he he emphasizes it in a way that like. You have no choice but to recognize the rhyme, uh-huh. and then like he'll also like repeat the same word like twenty times in this. Like he says like do like probably like thirty times in the first Jay? verse or whatever. No Eminem. I'm talking about Eminem. Huh. 
I don't even remember that. So the the problem, the beef that I have with Eminem's verse versus on here is that like I talked before about how like someone like Scarface does a lot with a little. Yeah. Eminem is doing a little with a lot. Yeah. Like I'm not saying he's not saying anything on here because he is, yeah. but he really took. 16 bars to say something that like Andre 3000 could have said in four. Yeah. And that's not, while it sounds cool and while it's like rhymey and lyrical, I'm mm-hmm. like, Jay Z is actually uses 16 bars to say 16 bars worth of material. Right. And you really just use 16 bars to say at best eight bars. Right. No, I and you're just throwing agree. all I mean, these rhymes I mean, in there. he starts with, since I'm in a position to talk to these kids, kids and they, they listen, listen, it's yeah. like, okay, that's two bars that says one bar right. worth of information. Like, did you right, didn't even right, have right. to say anything at all? Like, right. and it's not, it's not a bad verse. Like, it, it, sounds, it sounds cool, it's dope. Like, the way you're rhyming is impressive, right. but it's also like, yeah, you just kind of wasted no, that's fair. The, 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 the space here. In my I think, I think so, that, that's low key my opinion about. And period, yeah. um, and, but but you know, I think I think it really works here, and I think M, especially in this time frame, was really really good at just giving you just enough salaciousness, mm-hmm. just enough um, autobiographic fact. We knew about certain things that were going on with him, certain controversies and, yeah. and everything, and and just enough lyricism that you're like, wow, like you you walk away from it really impressed. Yeah, um, I think another thing that's very impressive about his performance here is um, this was already a song. Yeah. And he didn't change. He didn't change a bar. Like his verses are the same verses that were there when Royce the Five Nine was rapping on the song. So for mm. folks that don't know that haven't you know heard or whatever, there was an original version of of Renegade. It was Eminem and Royce the Five Nine when they were Bad Meets Evil. Um, Jay Z heard the song. He took Royce the Five Nine's verses off of it and put himself <laughs> on in the place of Royce the Five Nine. Um, and and I, I mean for better. If you hear the original, in my opinion, Jay Z sounds better on on the song okay. personally. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not like like he went and heard what Jay did and then went over here and, and did his thing. So yeah, for people man. to say that he watched Jay and his shit was already there, yeah, respect to him for for what he contributed in the original version of the of the joint. Uh, but man, yo, Jay Jay doesn't get enough credit for his 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 contribution here. You know, uh, do not step to me. I'm awkward. I box lefty. You know, or if my pops left me and off of my mom wasn't home. Like he killed this shit too. I guess. I guess. Jay I, don't get enough credit for this. Maybe. This. Maybe. I don't know. I, I just remember I was listening to this in this most recent run, and I wasn't as impressed with, yeah. especially on the first. On the first verse, he sounds like he's having trouble even catching the beat. Mm. Um, for me, so okay. maybe that's it, maybe that just distracted me. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. What's your What's your next highlight? <sighs> Blueprint. Mama loves me. Yeah. Pop left me. This was not a song that I really cared about that much back in the day. I listen to yeah. it now, and it's incredible. I love um, it. You talk about it. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say if, if there's a if this is this a song that is reminiscent of Rizzo's style, I would actually say it's this one just because mm. of the vocal sample. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, like, I, the thing I. I think my highlight of this song is a point is a part where like they strip away the beat and it's just like the the, like uh, the, drum. the beating on the table yeah and the, like yeah, the way yeah, that yeah. they incorporated that, I that like in that there too. I did not appreciate that back in the day oh, I, I listened it. to it now and I'm like 
Man, see, that's how you yeah. make. That's how you make songs, man. That's how you yeah. write music. Like that's dope. Yeah. So nah, this is definitely a winner for me. So yeah. it's a retrospective highlight for sure. Man. And I um, think shout it, out to uh, shout out to Big. You know, again, and and I I like to you know come to the table or come to the carpet when I'm when I'm you know I get proven wrong or whatever sometimes. And and in this particular case. You know, uh, we've we we talked about on Blueprint too how you know Jay has these songs where he don't he don't really tell us shit about shit and you know he he has these songs about oh I did this thing and it's like the story doesn't t- really tell me anything mm. but like to me this is the song where like I get he, he's dropping names he's talking about you know the people that raised him he's talking about you know his his life experiences growing up his his aunt his his mom his brothers etc yeah. and 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 like. This is what we we asked Jay for, mm-hmm. like you know. This is what we want to know, and 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 man, just even just the concept, Mama loved me, mm-hmm. and then just at the just how it just he just says Mama loved me, and it just it just echoes, and that's just yeah. that's that's how it ends. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it's incredible, bro. Yeah, this is it's definitely it's definitely a good song. Yeah. Uh, you have any other? Uh, how, are we gonna highlight the hidden tracks or no? I usually don't um, okay. uh, pay attention to the hidden tracks, so I, I, I don't have them. But if you, if you I, well, I will say quickly about girls, 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 part uh-huh. two. Um, I love like, I love how that the sample sounds in the beginning. Okay. Once the song starts, I don't really care. It's um, the um, it's that sample of uh, I'm I'm trying girls again or whatever that yeah, that, yeah. that sample right because yeah, I, I haven't heard part two I'm in a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. I like yeah, how it right. sounds okay. initially, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I will say, um, "Breathe Easy" is a. Uh, oh man, I think a, it's a good song. Yeah, no, that's a. Classic. And I think I don't know why it was a bonus. Do you know why it was a bonus? I feel like it actually could have been in the in the album. That's fair. I don't know. I don't I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, Just Blaze has another winner here. And I did like that. Joke. It's a you know, yeah. I think I think it could have been on the album. So yeah, and and Jay was really good at these. You know, he had um. People's Court, um, mm-hmm. did you you know the People's Court joint? Sounds familiar. It was on the um, was it the Hard Knock Life soundtrack or, or something? The Hard it's, Knock Life tour feel, soundtrack. I'm, I'm sure I've heard. Or it. backstage, it was on backstage. Okay. And um and you know it was basically they they sampled the People's Court uh, theme. Yeah. yeah and then yeah, he rapped yeah, yeah. on it. You know, yeah, like yeah. Jay was good at these like little like silly concepts where mm-hmm. he would kind of take them and flip them. Even One Minute Man, you know, like oh, yeah. I mean it's like it's, it's it's kind of a silly concept for a man to rap on, you know. Yeah. But he but he actually killed that shit, you know. Well, so, yeah, because he references yeah. his um he references his earlier verse on a on a mm-hmm. song that came out like two years prior. I thought that shit was genius. Yeah, no, he's. He's yeah. really good at that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I thought that the, the lyrical exercise of the counting and everything was really, really dope. He, he killed that. So do you have any overarching lowlights? Overarching lowlights? Just just the fact that I think that a lot of the low-hanging fruit um, uh, singles are kind of corny. Like, I think okay. like, like that. And, and it's more so the hooks than anything. Because ver- I can't take nothing away from any of the bars on mm-hmm. here. He wraps his ass off on this project. But I think, you know... Uh, Hola, Javito, and is ain't it is all, and jigga that nigga jigga, and all this. Is, I think even girls, 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 I, I think, you know, is really corny. Um, and I think that in the cancel culture era, that song would be the fuck out of here. It's probably but true. we'll talk about that when we talk, you know, more. But those are my low lights. How about my you? only overarching low light that I kind of teased, um, although you went a direction I didn't. You went in the opposite direction, so okay. you would probably disagree. But like, knowing what I know about Jay Z now, and I listen uh-huh. to this, and for as much bravado as I enjoy on this album, mm-hmm. for as much as he's got bars on this on this album, um, and I think he's dope. It's uh-huh. also kind of like, 
kind of over Jay-Z, if that makes sense. What do you mean? In the sense it's like, you know, 18-year-old outlaw doesn't really understand some of these things about Jay-Z. Okay. 38-year-old outlaws listening to Jay-Z at a time when Jay-Z, I think, is like 31, maybe 32. And I don't know, it's just kind of like... I I just I was listening to this album in my recent run, and I just kind of felt like, man, I'm over, I'm over Jay Z. Even though, even Mm -hmm. though I love songs like You Don't Know, Mm -hmm. um, I love songs like Takeover, Rulers Back, All I Need. Like, I don't know, maybe it's not a fair point. Maybe it's not a fair point, but I, but I almost just felt like, you know what it was? It's um, it's what you said, and this is where this is why I said it was it was a tease for my low light. Is when you talked about how like at the time. People were good at convincing you that they had haters, right? And Jay Z mm-hmm, is really good mm-hmm. at selling a narrative, right? Right, right. And the narrative that Jay Z was selling is the one that I'm like, nah, I'm over it. Like, I don't really believe it. Mm, you know what okay. I mean? Like, in, in some aspects, I do. Yeah. But in other aspects, it's like, I don't need to care about you the way you think I should. Mm. It's kind of like how okay. I has kind of how like I feel like nah I'm, I'm kind of over your your stick. Okay. I respect you. I think this shit is dope. I think yeah. this shit is fire. Yeah. But it's also like. You're not the good guy, um, and that's okay, and that's okay. But I'm like, and I and I understand you. But even some of the things you kind of want me to understand about you, it's like, nah, like I'm I'm good on that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that, and, that, and that's just kind of like some of that just has to do with the fact that like we 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 we've had so much Jay Z and we know all these things about him. I'm just yeah, like, I just don't care. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, that's fair. So that's the only overarching low light. Uh, do we have any uh, track low lights? And and just because you don't like a song doesn't mean it's a low light. Yeah, I don't have like a real any real low lights at songs at all. So we'll briefly talk about so girls, girls, girls. I that's will a, that's say a low light for you. Like, no, but we we we're gonna tease it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Needs to be talked about. So what I will say is that actually musically, what they do with the beat here, I actually think is really incredible. I didn't yeah. appreciate the beat as much at the time as I do now. This is this Tom Brock sample is one of my favorite samples. Yeah, shout out to Just Blaze. He fucking killed this. He did. He did. What I will say is that even at the time we recognized it was problematic. Mm-hmm. I don't think we took it seriously how mm-hmm. problematic it was. Now I listen to it, it's just like, especially like the foo foo shit. It's like my god, like, it's it's so funny because I feel like I feel like this is the wild shit about privilege. Yeah, because I I hated this song the first time I heard it, but yeah. I'm African. Yeah. So when he said fufu, nigga, I eat fufu. So yeah, so I'm yeah. like, what are you what are you trying to say, bro? Like yeah. I so I thought this shit was offensive the first yeah. time I ever heard oh, it. Oh, but oh, yeah. many people were just were like, oh, this shit is cute. And I was like, this shit's not cute. We we recognized that it was offensive. I'm not sure if we articulated it in that way. Right. Like we recognized it was a problem, but we, I don't think we didn't think it was that serious yeah. back then. Same way that like we knew this thing f word on the radio or whatever was bad, but like we didn't mm. we didn't care now to yeah. the point where. If I'm having this podcast 20 years ago, I actually probably go ahead and say the word, yeah. knowing that it's bad. But I like, I just don't yeah, care. Now yeah, I'm like, yeah. I can't say that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but, but here's the thing. Despite that, though, like, like the bars kind of work on you. <laughs> I mean, you know, I personally, and I just, you know, I, I'll go ahead and say that I'm, I'm sensitive or whatever. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I think something that I feel like maybe I personally contended with throughout my life is you know the the disparity between my understanding of of my experience as an african mm-hmm. in africa 
and you know the understanding of many Americans of what the African identity was. Mm -hmm. And so you know this record, you know, talking about oh you African girl, you eat fufu. Before you knew me, you didn't have yeah. any clothes. It's and, like well, my he, nigga. He, he's the people sing the Eddie Murphy, right? Yeah, but yeah. St still, bro. Like I'm, I'm good. I, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I thought the shit was 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 corny. No, I hear it now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's right. I forgot Jay Z said that. Yeah. And then, and it's then, not the only one. Like he, he said some wild Native American shit. Yeah, like he yeah. he said some wild shit on here. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. He did. Uh, Jigga, that nigga is not a low life for me. This was this was one of our our shake songs. I think it belongs yeah, on the album. Yeah, people were shaking for sure to that. Yeah, and I think that Poke and Tone did a good enough job getting on par with everybody else, considering what they could have done. Low key, we gotta give it to them because yeah. on the real, it's them. Biting niggas who bit them, That's like right. like like it's them kind of making a Neptune's song, but yeah. at the same time, Trackmasters were the original people making records that, that sound fair. like this. That might be this fair. shit sounds like a Trackmasters record. Yeah. It's just now in history we don't think about that there's a Trackmaster sound anymore because yeah. you know they they're kind of we're past that. But shout out to Poke and Tone, they're amazing, and I feel like they don't get enough credit mm -hmm. for like the amazing things that they did in their legacy because of just. I don't know just how history is written. Is uh is Song Cry a low life for you? No, I don't care about it. It's not a life. Yeah, me. I don't really care about it either. Um yeah. it's not a song I ever really enjoyed back in the day. I don't really yeah. enjoy it now. It's fine. Um, I feel like others and and maybe you and I just are the wrong people to articulate like this, but others felt like really felt something from this song. What 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 are we missing? I, look, this goes back to the point that I referenced in my you know overarching low light that like look i don't think that jay-z is a good partner to women <laughs> so and i i can understand that like i i personally believe that every single human being on this earth even the scum of the scum deserve empathy mm -hmm. they deserve my understanding where they come from right mm -hmm. they're understanding their perspective uh -huh. doesn't mean they deserve my sympathy doesn't mm -hmm. mean i have to like them right. right but they deserve my empathy so from that perspective sure this song is fine it's cool mm -hmm. but like nah like you're you're not good to women like so i just <laughs> I you think, know, if this song, if it, yeah. so the woman he's talking to, if this song resonates with her, fine. But like, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and listen to this song and think that like Jay-Z and, and really mm. take it seriously that Jay-Z actually understands what it means to, 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 to break these women's hearts. Especially because mm. we were talking about this on the Rock La Familia, on the song he had it was something similar, a uh, very similar subject, subject matter. I think he's probably talking about the same woman. I forget the name of the song. I'm sorry. It might have. It was either that. No, uh, it definitely wasn't uh, Volume Three. Soon you'll understand. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. hold you down sample. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, where like he was trying to make it seem like the he's admitting to do a whole doing a whole bunch of like really really crazy things. Right. And he's kind of like trying to get us on our side to at least understand this is like you're making your case and you're making it sound even worse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. and and I think that when I hear this song I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't really care. Like yeah, I don't think that Jay to me does a good enough job of like telling the story in a way that like I'm I'm bought in yeah. and care about him and his narrative and for for that. And maybe yeah. maybe it's like you said, maybe maybe he just doesn't sell the narrative that he cares about women well enough. Cuz 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 mama loves me, I believe him. Yeah, I believe I his mom loves him. Yeah. You know like like Renegade, I believe motherfuckers is hating him. Heart yeah. of the City, I believe you hating him. 
Like like most of these records take over. I believe they coming for you, but you are, you on the throne. You know the rulers back. I believe yeah. you're the guy. Like I believe you on most of these records, but song cry. I I, don't, I ain't really believe. Personally. Yeah. So that's it. So I'm not saying it's a low light for me. It's just not a song I really care about. But we talked about everything else. We might as well talk about that. So <laughs> yeah. That's but true. yeah. Do you have any other uh, closing thoughts on uh, on Blueprint? Just that this is an amazing album, and that. Um, in my mind, th- this is my favorite Jay Z album. It's mine as well. Um, uh, and and you know, I think I think some people kind of battle for like which is the best album. Is it mm-hmm. Reasonable Doubt? Is it this? Um, but for me, like this is the one that's like the most perfect of his catalog. Yeah, I think that when we talk about Reasonable Doubt, one of the things it has going for it is that one, it's very cohesive. We talked about that, mm-hmm. like the palette. Which I think that the palette on that album is actually more cohesive than the palette on on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too is that every single song on there. Well, actually, that's not true. If if you're going to consider that that twenty two twos is an interlude, mm-hmm. and Cashmere Thoughts is just like him having fun. Every other song on that record, including um, "Ain't No Nigga," are like they are meaningful, like serious songs, mm-hmm. right? Every single song on on this record. Unless, except for maybe Girls, 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 actually. Because that is kind of, when you really think about it, that's kind of like a silly song. Yeah. With the exception of maybe that one, like every single song on here is is serious, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Even Song Cry, it's a serious song. Like, it never changed, even though I don't really enjoy the song. Like, mm-hmm. I think this is it's a necessary song for the album. Like, it's got a subject matter and it yeah. works with the theme of what he's doing. Yeah. But when you, when you think about song structure, arrangements, the polish of the of the instrumentation and mm-hmm. when you just think about like bars and not just like lyrics mm-hmm. but like how you phrase what you're trying to say when you think right. about space delivery these more musical qualities mm-hmm. uh, are better on this album than i think they are on reasonable doubt which is why Absolutely. i give this album more merit plus yeah. at the at the same time too i think there's something to be said for you know, there's a there's a lot of and there's a lot of hip hop artists when they came out with like their first album and it was the it was their best work, mm-hmm. right? And I think there's something to be said for an artist who grows and then hits a certain level and mm-hmm. then like they still deliver, yeah. Like like Outkast and and Equimini. Maybe that actually that's my maybe not even been fair. Mm-hmm. In fact, that actually probably doesn't apply to Outkast Equimini. Um, but I think that for him to deliver at this stage in his career, like his sixth album, yeah, is you know how many other artists like their sixth album might be their best album? Low key, I feel like he really kind of hit his stride here, like as an executive producer. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because you know you hear stories about how a lot of these records were for other artists. Mm. So um, you know, ne- um, uh, Heart of the City was a DMX was a beat for DMX. Really? Yeah, Girls, Girls, Girls was for Ghostface, and he was trying he was trying to land that with Ghostface. Um, and then you know we've talked about how Takeover Dilla wanted that beat. Um, Izzo was a was a, a, a bed, bed, a sound bed, right? So like, you know, Renegade was an Eminem and 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 Royce the Five Nine man. record. So you know, this is Jay Z having an understanding, a, a good enough understanding of music to to take pieces from here and here and here and here and here yep. and put it together to create something that's cohesive like this. And so I mean, you know, I we 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 take things away from him, but we got to give it to him in terms yeah. of how he put this together. You know, cool. So I uh, I don't have anything else to add, do you? Nah, this is this is a great album. So, you know, for folks that haven't heard it in a while, definitely go check it out again. Yeah. Hopefully y'all will enjoy it as much as we did. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Peace. Turn my music high.